Welcome to Lunch Plus. It is Thursday. My name is Barrett and I am with... Kevin Nowicki. And we're so excited to have you today because Thursdays are one of our favorite days here on the broadcast. It is a What's Right Bakery Day. Yes, you heard that right. It's time for Will It Bake Right. Right now it's family chat, as you know. That's why you're on, because you love hanging out with us. And then after that, we're going to go into Will It Bake Right. We've got some more muffins. I don't know what the concoctions are, but I have faith in Marky's weird pairing ability. Followed by a really awesome question and answer time with Pastor Brian and Buddy, who just dropped a unicorn in the comments. That's interesting. And then we're going to have a time of confessions, followed by... What's the word where we are continuing our How to Apply Faith to Win series? And it's going to be a good one today. We're so excited you're on. Go ahead right now. Share the broadcast if you haven't done that yet. But then comment. Tell us who you are, where you're watching from. Like, I'm Barrett. I'm watching right now live in the studio in Albemarle, <laughs> North Carolina, 28001. <laughs> <laughs> no, really and truly. I mean, yeah. this, this, uh, if this blesses you. Think about who else in your, in your circle of friends and family that it could bless. So reach out to them. Do them a favor yeah. and send this to them. Share this with them. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to sing while you share this to your circle of friends, if you want to sing the circle of life, I mean, you go right for it. If it pumps you up to sing, like if you want to speak in tongues and do that, you go for it. Um, <laughs> but it's time for family chit chat time. Yes. And here's how this works. We're going to put up a question we want to ask about. We want to ask you about it. We're going to tell you our opinions on it. And here's why this segment is also so awesome because the person that helps us hit 100 comments first fastest you get a free gift card on us just yes. because we love you and we're like we're fans of yours so it's time are y'all ready are you ready i am ready i think it's fall theme again because i'm just hyped about october so going into today question numero uno get your typing ready would you rather you clean out 12 pumpkins or peel 12 apples? I have a very strong opinion on this one. <laughs> Kevin Buck in the background is going to me too. <laughs> so I'm probably going to blow your mind on this. You're going to you, pick pumpkins, aren't you? I am. Why? I would rather reach in, grab that handful of slime, and, and just sling it. <laughs> That's the only part of, of pumpkin carving I like is reaching in and just grabbing that stuff. Okay, so Kevin Buck says 12 apples, Priscilla says 12 apples. I am team apples as well. I'd rather peel t 12 because, like, I'm with you to a point. Like, I'm all for reaching my hand in, grabbing the seeds, like, getting rid of the gunk. That's fine. Yeah. But when you are cleaning out 12 pumpkins, that at some point requires a spoon and, like, carving it and getting all this stuff. And after a while, like... I'm like, I quit about halfway through. Like, I, when I taught kindergarten, I had to do this with a whole bunch of five year olds. Right. That adds a whole nother special dynamic to it. But I had to do this with five year olds. And about the time we got all the seeds out and there was still that layer of bleh inside, I was like, the fire will burn it. It'll be fine. It'll yeah, be good. It'll clean it out. And yes, uh, Johnny says peel 12 apples as well. What do you guys think? 12 apples? Or pumpkins. Uh, Priscilla says, if I can wear long gloves, I'd dig out more than two pumpkins. 
Buddy says pumpkins are bigger and slimier and all around nasty. I get so excited when Buddy and I are lined up. It's like when I get excited about lining up with Pastor. It just every now and then. You're in um, one accord. I know. I'm super stoked about it. <laughs> Kevin says I can do 12 apples in 15 minutes. You've timed. Have you timed yourself? Like, is that an accurate time? Wow, he legitimately can peel. Kevin Buck says that when Julie makes apple pie, he peels them. So he has this down to a science. He can do 12 apples in 15 minutes. I'm impressed. And since I'm living there, I'm going to go ahead and call him out. This is a challenge. Show me. I expect to see this. You just want the pie. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Was I that transparent? It's okay. It's just because I know you. That's all. Um, This will happen tonight. I'll let you know tomorrow. No, buddy, you don't get to choose pumpkins after I was excited about the fact that we're on the same team. (laughs) No, no. He's so cantankerous. (laughs) I like that word, though. Johnny says, I peel 12 apples all the time. Why? What are you you all making? Johnny, I've not seen enough apple desserts to warrant all the time. This is so interesting. My boy, Johnny Appleseed. Um, Buddy says, that sounds like a dangerous challenge. Priscilla says that Kevin Nowicki's love language is food. Um, no, I think it's other things. Kevin Buck says... But you're not far off. It's all about the pie. Mm. I, yeah. But I, I'm, I think Team Apple won. But I applaud the fact that you're willing to do what it takes to carve out a pumpkin. Like, yeah. if I need that done, I'm going to call you because I don't want it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Bring sure, it on by. Sure, yeah, we'll do it. Yeah. Okay, question number two. <laughs> Would you rather eat candy corn for lunch for one month or eat real corn for lunch for one month? Oh, that's and easy. And it's only candy corn or corn. It's not like in addition to. Which would you rather eat for a solid month? Yeah, that, that's really easy for me. I'm going real corn because I, I really enjoy candy corn for you like do. an hour. Okay. An hour. Okay. And then I'm done. I but don't want to do, see it for another year. But you do like it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. See, people are really interesting. Like, candy corn is one of those super divisive candies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yep. I was interested. Kevin Buck says real corn. Rachel says real corn. Yep. Um, Natalie says real corn. Priscilla says real corn. Um, Johnny says real corn. I don't know who's picking team candy corn. Uh, Pastor Nicole says real corn. I'm also team corn, but... I'm like you, like I am pro candy corn. Like I'm not, right. I'm not a disliker of candy corn. Right. I, I'm not prejudiced against it. I think it's great. It's a thumbs up for me. Yeah. And you know, really and truly, there's only one way that you can have candy corn, right? I mean, there's no other ways to prepare it. Oh, okay. But corn, you can have it so many. <laughs> I thought you were about to tell me there's only one way to eat it. I'm like, I'm so excited. This is cool. <laughs> I'm alert. Well, I mean, everybody, I mean, everybody knows that when you get candy corn, you have to put the Dracula teeth in. I mean, that's, that's a must. I don't know if I've ever done that in my 31 years of living. I don't know if I've ever done that. Tell me, somebody else out there I puts the Dracula teeth in. Of course they do. I, for sure. You have to put the Dracula teeth in. Otherwise, sure. you really didn't have candy corn. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, I look over to the side, and Buddy's holding up a sign with an interesting face. Um, okay, Buddy says, people who would choose candy corn in this scenario need Jesus. George says, real corn on the cob, buttered. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, so with candy corn, when I, I'm just diverting into candy corn now. Right. Are you team, can, are you pro candy corn people? Like, who's watching? Are you team candy corn where you're a fan of it? Right. Or are you apparently like Buddy where you're over on the side and I've heard him, this is the one that you've said, this is the worst, right? Candy corn? Yes. 
Yeah, like I've I've I knew I've heard Buddy go, it's the worst. <laughs> like that's that's Buddy's inflection whenever candy corn gets brought up. But I like it. Yeah. I don't like chocolate candy corn. That stuff's right. nasty. Yeah, that's not because it's not real chocolate. No, no, no. It's just kind of. It's yeah. like supposed to be the flavor of Tootsie Rolls, and it's bad. Like it's it's just not good. Exactly. But candy corn is. No one's commenting. Have I, like, lost all the viewers because I'm so, like, pro-candy corn? Yeah, I think they just turned off candy corn. They're just, like, out on candy corn. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Pastor Cole likes it. <laughs> yes. Um, it is not real chocolate. It is not real corn. But it for sure is candy, buddy. For sure. Um, Rachel says candy corn is okay but not amazing. Agreed. This is not an amazing candy. No. 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 But I feel like it's something you need to partake in once a year. Yes. Like yeah. you said, once a year for an That's hour right. it's there and you're like Done. munching on it and then you can, it'll tide you over. But it's it's tradition. Yeah. Tradition. 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 Hey, that's the second time Fiddler on the Roof has come up today. How exciting is that? That's pretty cool. Um, okay, next question. I I'm polarizing the viewers. <laughs> Stop it, buddy. Buddy says, I try it once a year to remind myself of how bad it is. Um, oh, that was Buddy. What's up, buddy? Hey. <laughs> I'm glad ooh, you're ooh, sitting this there. is a good one. This is a good one. Have a corn cob for a nose or have a pump, pumpkins for ears? Yeah, would you rather have corn cob for a nose or pumpkins for ears? Which one would you rather? I didn't even know that was a thing. Pumpkins for ears. Like, would you rather put pumpkins on your ears, like turn pumpkins into your ears or turn your nose into oh. corn on the cob? Oh, because I thought we were like talking about like making a snowman and I'm like, <laughs> who puts pumpkins on a snowman to make ears? Someone I mean, okay. with super strong snow abilities. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like where gravity doesn't matter. So wow. the, moon, the moon people do that. Okay. Um, Rachel says pumpkin ears. I too am a pumpkin ear, I think. I think I would rather pumpkin ears than corn on the cob nose. I, I, this is a, this is yeah. a really tough one for me um, because I, I just don't think on that level. <laughs> no. I'm gonna go with corn. Interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the corn nose. Johnny's there with you. Why? Um, because corn is awesome. I don't know. <laughs> Why not? Vanessa or Joni says corn on the cob is a nose. Priscilla says uh, pumpkin ears. I love elephants, so I'd almost be close to that with the big ears. Yeah, there's that. Uh, Buddy says pumpkin ears sound like they'd be super heavy. <laughs> Buddy, be on my team today. Um, I, I just want Buddy on my team. George says neither. Hi, I'm Switzerland. No, babe, you've got to pick one, George. I, <laughs> I need you to pick one. Um, Buddy says definitely a corn on the cob nose. So see, here's where my logic goes. Mm -hmm. If you have a corn on the cob nose, you either lose all your ability to smell or you're only going to smell corn forever. And oh. I, I mean, I could deal with the sloshing around of the seeds in my ears. Like, okay. I okay. feel like I would get used to it. But if I'm going to take a bite of like a gummy worm and yeah. it tastes like corn, I'd right. be really unhappy. Yeah. See, I was only thinking of it on the aesthetic aspect. Yeah. I wasn't even thinking about the practical uh, application. <laughs> So yeah, the practical I mean, application of having a corn of the cob nose. Yeah, that would that would really stink. <laughs> SAT students, if that's even still a thing, your essay this time around is which would you rather and why? Um, Johnny says pumpkins would get heavy. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> Pastor Nicole says you can find really small pumpkins and it's not directly in the middle of your face. So pumpkins for sure. You can do the little cute little pumpkins and then it's just yeah. like an earmuff type deal. Yeah. Kevin Buck actually said a little bit earlier that <gasps> having the ear pumpkins were like Princess Leia. Kevin Buck. Throwing down some sound logic today behind <laughs> the camera. Okay, let's do one more. We've got time for one more. Awesome. What's the worst Halloween candy? Buddy, put your phone away. <laughs> Buddy, put it away. <laughs> He's standing up typing right now. This is how strongly he feels. I, I don't even want to see what it is. Okay, worst Halloween candy? No, buddy. Wow. No. He says candy corn. Who gives candy corn as Halloween candy? Yeah. So... Yeah, everybody in the neighborhood that I grew up in. Really? Yeah. yeah like, like in little packets or in yeah, like little Ziploc baggies? baggies. In Ziploc That's baggies. Weird. Like, yeah, it was very weird. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Joan, uh, okay, there's so many things Ooh. that are happening. Kevin Buck says Tootsie Rolls. Yeah. Um, Pastor Cole says candy corn, but she's saying it is Marky. Does Marky, you don't like candy corn? Oh, okay. Um, I'm sad. Um, Natalie says candy corn. Johnny says black licorice. Oh, Ooh, definitely. That's, yeah. That's a solid one. Yeah. Black yeah. licorice tastes like death. Yeah. All Twizzlers. I hate Twizzlers. Twizzlers oh, are pretty horrible. gross. But black licorice is, I'm pretty sure, what your mouth tastes like if you're, like, you know, on your way to Hades. Like, I feel like that taste just permanently <laughs> is in your mouth. Yes. Um, so black licorice is pretty up there for me. Also, those really weird, I don't know what they are, but they're like chewy, you may know, the chewy, wrapped up individually, chewy, but hard pumpkin, or not pumpkin, peanut butter flavored things. They look like they should be chewy, but you bite into it and it basically breaks your teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are those? I don't know what they are, but yeah. they are the worst. Yeah, yeah. As Buddy says, the worst. Yes. Like there's an emphasis when Buddy says it. <laughs> it's not in the shape of a peanut. Right. It's in the shape of what you think is going to be a cow tail, like those caramel with the cream in the center. Right, right, right. And you right. put that thing in your mouth and it's not, and yeah. it's, it's a lie. Yeah. It's, you know what else is bad? Nico wafers. Is it Nico? Oh, Nico? yeah, Do you like the those? chalk, like Alka Seltzer type deals. Yes. Yeah, those aren't good. Oh, they're horrible. Mm -mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, Priscilla says she likes black licorice. We need to lay hands on Prill before we leave yes. today, guys. Yeah. Um, please, you like black licorice. Please pray for Priscilla today. Or if you want to send all the black licorice in the world to her, that would also work, and then it's out of the stores. Either way. Yep. But that's Family Chat today. Those are our autumn questions. Apparently, we have very strong candy opinions here <laughs> in the room, in-house. So right now, we are going to hop over into Will It Bake Right? I'm so excited to watch. I'm excited to watch. I get to be in your seat today, guys. I'm watching this one. We're going to hand it over to Abby, Marky, and Kevin for Will It Bake Right? Take this time. Share the broadcast. It's going to be a good one. And we'll see you literally after you share the broadcast. We'll be right back.
welcome to our, I guess this is our second segment. We have an awesome day for you. Let's roll through our table of contents once more. First off today and right now, we have the What's Right Kitchen. Yay! We are doing... We have a sign. Oh, no. That way. Uh, right there. Oh. <laughs> Do you see that? That's hey, What's Right yes, Kitchen! Yes, yes. <laughs> We're doing What's Right Kitchen right now. Then, right after it, we have questions and answers with Buddy and Pastor Brian. After that, we have confessions. They have invited me back to do confessions, so apparently <laughs> it didn't flop last time I did it. <laughs> and then we'll, we'll, we'll have what's the word after that. It is going to be a super duper awesome day today. It is. So, super duper duper. Super duper duper. Have you ever wanted to open up a muffin and it say something funny to you? Or say something nice to you. Or say something convicting. You did it! <laughs> we did it. Like it actually talking? Well, not words. They're words. Use They're your words imagination. Yeah. So we did it. Last week, we promised you that we would take fortune cookies and mix it into a muffin type thing. So we did it. And with the Bible, so they're like Bible cookie muffins. It's, gonna, it's, it's awesome. Oh wait, so there's Bible verses? Um, it's, it's based off of the Bible. It is. It is. All right. And I'm excited. So when I was, when I was writing down, I was writing down what it should say and it, it was really late at night and I was a little delirious and I don't fully remember everything I wrote down. So we're going to see. You were if in we the spirit can, is what you were saying. Yep, okay. Yep. Praise so God. we're going to see if we can open up the muffin, if the paper stayed intact, cause this is, this is what we did guys. Or what we're about to do, not did uh, right now. It's all happening right now. Right. right now. What we're doing right now is we are going to take the paper and see if we can bake the bake the paper in the muffin. Like see if it'll bake and not catch on fire, and it'll be. It, we'll see how it goes, and if you can take it out and read it and stuff. So this is pretty exciting. <laughs> yes. Isn't it exciting? We get to so consume exciting. the word. <laughs> literally. Yes. Literally consuming the we're the most spiritual of them all. Yes, so... Beat that. We have our baking supplies. Where... Can we get... Oh, here we go, here we go, here we go. Buddy's asking me. I'm going to go ahead and move this stuff off of here. Thanks, buddy. Okay, who would like to mix? Oh, please, can I do that? Yes, absolutely. I love mixing. So we have... We have fortune cookies slash turned into Bible. Bible cookies. And um, here, so here's your here's your mix. Okay, so we're starting your with muffin mix. Starting with your muffin mix. Okay, the muffin mix, plain. Yeah. Yep. Jane muffin. Yeah. And I got it from the field, the wheat and everything, and okay. I put it in this bag, and wow. that's what you're getting. Had the ox tread it out. The yeah. Whole bit. Okay. Yep. So I want I want I want to know, guys. How do you think this is going to turn out? Do you think it's going to turn out good? Because I have high hopes for this. I yeah. think this is going to be awesome. Do you guys think that our Bible joke and Bible like nice things and everything that was written down, do you think it'll turn out good? Do you think we can read it and everything and take it out of the muffin? So comment now if you think that it'll work or not. Okay, that was holy water that just went in here. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Holy water. Do you think it'll work, guys? Okay, right. awesome. So now we're going, so we have three types of muffins. Three, we have three for you. So we have, we're going to place a fortune cookie hole, it's technically half, but half 
and place it into the muffin and bake it. So we're just we're gonna bake it whole like that and see see what happens. So um, it's exciting. This is going to be this is so this muffin is going to be called Inception Muffin because what you're doing is you're taking the the fortune you're taking the cookie <laughs> and placing it in a muffin. So inside the muffin is the cookie, not inside the cookie is the paper or anything like that. If it's confusing, it's Inception, so it's supposed to be. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So that's, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. this is. And then we're crumbling it on top oh, of a muffin. Yes, yes. Yep. And then there's a paper. We're putting the paper in the muffin. I just, I just. All right. What is that blessing? Um, what does this one what say? What does it say? This one says, <laughs> Did it hurt when you fell from heaven? <laughs> it's just being nice. Only it's Satan just being fell nice. from heaven. <laughs> <laughs> It's what are you nice. talking about? It's just being nice. You're, good you're point. Only Satan doing. fell from it. Get, get this out of here. <laughs> All right. You insulted us. Go. Okay. They're just again, again. I was, um, I was a little In bit. In the spirit. I was a, probably more so not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think we're done. All right. I think we're ready to put it in the oven and oh. see how they came out. All right. Let's <laughs> put it in the oven. I mean, that was biblical. It was. That was. I mean, whether it was Lucifer or whether it was a compliment, whatever it was, it was biblical. So. Okay. It's all true. So I said the oven, it's preheated, it's 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 cooking now. So we're good to go. Yeah, we're good to go. I think they're ready. I think they're ready. Oh, oh my okay. god. All right. Ding. 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 All right, here we go, here we go, here we go. That's an aggressive bell we have there. Oh my word, they smell so good. Mm. Awesome. Awesome. Mm. You did, awesome. You did a great yeah. job. That you did smells such a great job. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Ooh, they're a little hot. Be careful. Oh, oh, oh ouch. Yep. So All right, hot. okay. Ooh. So hot. <laughs> All right. Okay. Oh so, which one are we starting with? We're going to start with... Um, I have a question, first oh. of all. Oh, okay. Yes. If if we're going all out on our spiritual muffins, have we prayed over these? Oh, mm. oh we need to. Yeah. You, Come on. Clearly, you we need ahead. to bless them. You go ahead, Abby. Dear Lord. Yes. Thank you that the ink that she used for these, for these muffins is non-toxic. Thank you that we will survive. And thank you for blessing... The word that we're about to consume. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Great. Let's oh, do okay. this. Okay. Okay. So we are going to start with our Inception muffin. That's this one. So okay. we can put up okay. the image on the screen if that's available for the Inception muffin. Inception yeah. muffin. Yeah. So you can see the whole thing is placed in the middle. So okay. you're opening up. The, the cookie is, is what's inside. The uh, cookie is inside. The cookie. It's okay. There you oh, go. Yeah. There it is. Oh, oh yeah, look at that. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> the way it's going on. It looks like a, like a deer footprint. <laughs> it's, so the texture is, is, is very malleable, if that's the right word. It's, he's yeah. opening it up, and it's just the whole thing. It's interesting. You, it's rubbery. Yep, it is rubbery. So it, it's not... Oh. Or malleable. Rubbery. Yeah, yeah. It's, my favorite it's soft. Texture. Things that are soft are nice, like blankets and stuff. So maybe it'll be nice. <laughs> okay. All right. I will, I will try it with you. Okay, let's do this. Are we ready? Okay. Ready. How do you think fortune cookie inception muffin is going to taste? Comment now. Wing, wing. The muffin tastes good. 
Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How does it taste? How does the did that work? Did that nothing? George said cookies. Nom 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 nom. Um, Rebecca <laughs> said lol. Okay, Abby's not a fan. Oh, what just happened? Did it just come out of your mouth? <laughs> it, it did. <laughs> I bit into it and the whole cookie came out and I was just chewing on it and it was bouncing back. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't chewing, it was just bouncing. It George like said what in, the world, what in the world does malleable mean? Um, I'm not positive, <laughs> even though I used it. I think it means like it moves and stuff. It's like it you can bend it. <laughs> <laughs> that was not the right word then. Something, something like that, right? Is that what that means? Is that what malleable means? Yeah. It means if it's metal, it does. If it's metal. It, does malleable only apply to metal? What about like Play-Doh? I've always used malleable for Play-Doh. Like you can... You can form it. It can, yeah. it'll work. Okay, it'll work. It works. Malleable works. works. Okay. Are we ready for the next map? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Did that work? Be honest. It, it tasted okay, but texture was a little texture off. Texture was... Malleable. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just gonna go with nah. No, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say <laughs> Johnny said Abby's face said disgusting. The yeah. cookie never fully went in her mouth. That's true. It did not. So That's true. It wasn't we're, gross tasting, it just No. Yeah. That's true. yeah. But it didn't we're, taste gross. We're right. finding out these things for you so you don't have to. So Please. just so you know, if you place an entire fortune cookie inside of a muffin, right. it will have an interesting texture. Right, and we and we know that you were thinking this and you wanted to know. We know you wanted to know. Now you know. So now you know, That's yeah. Right. Yeah, okay, next okay. one, next one. Oh, oh she put up what oh. malleable means. Oh, okay. Malleable of a metal or other material. Other material. able to be hammered or pressed permantly out of shape without breaking or cracking. This is the exact opposite of malleable. Yeah, well, so this was not malleable. Breaking, to its shape. Without breaking or cracking. Did, did that break or crack? Did definitely did it. When I opened it, it did. Press permanently. No, it like it was like pressed permanently out of shape though. Uh, it it went right back. It's to its just shape. something else. It tastes it's like, like it was hammered oh, something. Malleable <laughs> 2.0, something else. Okay. Okay. So the next one is we took it and we crumbled it on top. Okay. So okay. we also have a we also have a picture for this one. This is I don't, what is what is this one called? Cookie. Cookie muffin. muffin just the cookie on top. Okay, ready? Yes, I'm ready. Are you ready? Do you guys think, do you think, can you see like the, the crumbles on top of it? Do you guys think that this will taste good? It looks like cheese. Do you think it'll work? It does kind of look like Cheez-Its or, or uh, goldfish or something. Yep. Do you think it'll work? Yes or no? Comment now. I want to know where your guys' expectation is. <laughs> please I'm, comment, I'm, please. I'm feeling like it'll work. You feel like it'll work? Yeah. Okay. You ready? Give a shot. Okay. Ready? Okay. And go. go. Is pliable a more accurate word? Yes. Oh! She's so smart. That's the word. Sure. Hmm. <laughs> Buddy said it's rubber like candy corn. <laughs> Scarlett said those sound gross. <laughs> I don't, we promised you guys this last week. During family chat, when Abby and I were on here, we yep. promised you these, that we'd make these. So we, we, were, we were being faithful. And, and Barrett. Barrett. During family chat? Is that, did it, was it your idea? Like, I don't remember how this came about. Was it your idea? Is that what happened? I quit. Whoa. She, she just said she quit. quits and she's done. Bye. Okay. Well, well I, this is a bad. Not bad, not bad at all. What's right up to this point, and yeah, I, I, think I hope I, you enjoyed it. I liked it better on top than never. in the middle. You like it better on top yeah. than in the middle? Yeah. yeah. Abby, so, what do you think? Yeah. This one's better? It is better. <laughs> 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 the muffin um, goes away. 
and then I was left with little rubber chunks. <laughs> They're gone now, and hopefully they'll digest. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if they're pliable, they will. <laughs> it's better. Okay. It's better. Okay, yeah. let's. The, the, we have the final one. This is the grand finale. All right. It's literally, literally paper stuck literally. in. Literally. Literally. Paper Literally. stuck inside the muffin baked, there is and it scripture. did not catch on fire, or which really is bad awesome. Lines. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. It says I don't. I don't even know. What like, will we be what eating on it? it? Hallelujah! What? All right. I said, "What will we be eating?" I okay. Don't know. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Do you think that the paper is readable? Do you think we can read the paper? Do you think we can find the paper? Readable? Comment, do you, yes Do you think it's no. edible? Do you think, well, we're not going to eat the paper, but I just want to see if the paper stayed intact. Because I don't know. We're yeah. finding out right now. Did the paper stay intact? Can we read it? Yes or no? Comment now. All right. So as we break oh, it, there it. should you be have to, You have to bake oh, it. Oh, I feel it too. You yeah. feel it? You oh, feel wow. your paper. Uh, Kevin Buck said, I think it will be readable. So you have to make so, sure not to break the paper. So this is... After all my okay, well, I couldn't do that. Of watching, um, oh, there it is. Look, 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 look. <gasps> oh my Jurassic God. World. <laughs> oh my God. That's just, awesome. I can still read it. It says, "Don't eat yellow snow." <laughs> How is what that biblical? Oh, I mean. Oh my gosh, guys! Oh my gosh! This is the paper. It's like we're getting it right now. I know. I feel like bones. it feels like it's a dinosaur egg or something. Like, oh my gosh, it's coming out! It's the little egg. It's a little. It's a little thing. What are they called? What are the raptors or something? Like it's the raptor. Look at that! It's like it's coming out of the egg. You know, in Jurassic Park, when it's like, hey, and it comes out of the egg. It never says hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's always like, I'm going to eat you, and that's the, kind of the whole point of the movie. Oh my word. <laughs> what kind of Jurassic Park have you been watching? Oh my gosh, look at the paper! <laughs> oh my word. I can read it. Look. I'm trying to, yeah, what does yours say? Yeah, Priscilla said, writing. yes, you should be able to read. Uh, Jade said, is it legible? Is, is readable a word? Jordan uh, said, paper is edible, Kevin. This is... Not that I personally know. I know for a friend. This is oddly readable. It is oddly readable? Legible. Legible? Like, nothing came off. Oh, my God. It looks like... Can you decipher what yours says? No, I really can't. <laughs> mine says... It's written in tongues. Mine... Mine... You can... I'll let you read mine. Okay, it says... <laughs> Marky, because... Happy, because you're... Awesome? No. What does that top oh. say? Oh, it says, is your... It's encouraging. It's not a pickup line. It's just encouraging, okay? Read it. I just is read your it. mother what? <laughs> what? what does that say? <laughs> it says, is your name Grace, because you're amazing. These are it was only like your say? Oh it was only word. 10 30 at night. Why were you delirious? What does yours say? Mine says, smile, the cloud of witnesses is watching. <laughs> 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 That's what my brain came up with really late at night. What does this one say? You always think about the cloud of witnesses really late at night. And I want to know why. This is a recurring thing, living with Marky. It's always like two in the morning. She's like, I wonder what the cloud of witnesses are thinking right now, watching us. 
It's biblical, guys. It's biblical. I promised it would be biblical, and it was. So there you have it. Yep. There you have it. This was amazing. What this does that one like, say? I don't even know. Um, I don't. Uh, Did didn't it says don't be a jerk to people. It's it's that's biblical. That's yeah. that's totally yeah. encouraging. It's like a new. <laughs> I said it could also be like convicting or something. I don't know. It's just based off the word. It could be. It's just a surprise. These muffins were such a surprise. They were so great, and I really enjoyed picking them apart. Are you guys not eating your messages? Uh, <laughs> you no. ate yours? I no. thought that was the whole idea. Uh, no you way. Did you eat it? Did you really eat it? Oh, he did. Oh, yes, okay. I did. Camera man is saying no. No, he's saying no. I ate it. Okay, well, thank you guys for joining us. It 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 did bake right. These yes. worked. It literally worked. We could read it and everything. It worked. So thank you for coming on this journey with me. Had lots of ups and downs and somehow reminded us of Jurassic Park, but it was amazing. So now we are going on to Q&A with Pastor Brian and Buddy, and it's going to be awesome. See you in a minute. Hey guys, welcome to Questions and Answers, Q&A. This is our opportunity. I had a really difficult time with that. Uh, everything's like backwards on the screen. It is true. Anyway, uh, we, we're going to be addressing an awesome question for you, but here's what, what Question and Answers is. This is what Q&A is. This is our opportunity to answer your questions about God, the Bible, life, Christianity, what and whatnot. Yes. Um, so if you have any questions about God, the Bible, Christianity, life, and whatnot. Um, especially whatnot. <laughs> especially whatnot. Yeah. Uh, send, you can put it in the comments right now. You can se send us a message at whatsright.com or org or com. Whatsright.com. Whatsright.com. Uh, just reach out to us. We want to answer your questions. But Amen. we have... But we have a good question today. Yeah, it's a really good one. It's a, I like it. It's a really, really good one. I forget what it is. <laughs> I have to pull up my notes. It says, why would God, here, I'll read it exactly. How can God be a judge and love at the same time? Yeah. How can God judge people mm -hmm. and love at the same time? And I think one of the things that we're, <clears throat> this is the issue with that question. We're trying to frame it into a logical, all right, how can he judge people, send them to hell? Yeah. How can he have a problem with people, but yet be love at the same time? And that, that's a really good question, but here's the issue. What we're looking, we're approaching it from the wrong angle. So for example, uh, would you say that fire was wrong because it burns people? 
No, no, it's not. Fire is fire. Yeah. And so what we're, we need to look at is what are the characteristics of God? In other words, God is holy. And so when you come into the present, is God supposed to become unholy so that people won't be burned by him? Right. And that's not the case. Actually, his holiness is what keeps life to us. If you changed God's holiness, then you would change our ability to receive goodness and life in us. So we don't want to change God's holiness. And so God gives us a way to actually change and stay in his holiness. And so fire is a very good example of that. Uh, If we look at Hebrews uh, chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, and we look at uh, verse 27, or excuse me, 28 and 29. It says, Therefore, since we have a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. This is who he is. Our God is a consuming fire. But it is, and that's like his holiness. His holiness is like a consuming fire. So if you're God and you're completely holy and I bring junk into it, it's going to get burnt up. Uh, So I'm not going to survive in that. So what I need to do is I don't need to change the fire. I don't need to change God's holiness. I need to change me. Mm -hmm. And and so it would kind of be difficult if I was left by myself because we can't change ourselves by ourselves. And so God said, I see that you can't change yourself by yourself. So I'm going to send my son so that you might be made the righteousness of God in Christ so that you can come into the fire. And so the fire of God judges because of its character and nature, but you don't want his character and nature changed. That actually, his holiness is what empowers all of the life and the fullness of life that we have. All of the good things, you know, he gives us every good and perfect gift. That comes from his holiness, which is his love. His love is the power of that holiness of that righteousness, of that fire, and that fire will judge, but God won't leave you in the position where you have to be judged. He gave us Jesus not to. So we see that, like let's take a couple of uh, looks here. First thing, let's go to Matthew uh, chapter 3 and verse 12. What does fire do? So let's know about these characters characteristics of fire and this characteristic of God's holiness. Um, It says this, it says, his winnowing fork is in his hand and he will thoroughly clear his threshing floor. He will gather his wheat into the barn and he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. So see, his character and nature of love and holiness will burn up what's not holy. So instead of him having to change, he opens up the door for us to change. And when we change, let's go to Malachi 3 and verse 3. And it says this, Malachi 3, 3, He will sit as a smelter and a purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi and refine them like gold and silver so that they may present to the Lord offerings 
in righteousness. So in other words, he says, look, if you will give yourself to me, I will remove the pieces that would have been judged. I will remove the pieces that would have been burnt up. I'll remove them, refine you. I will make you more valuable than you've ever been. And I will bring righteousness and holiness into your life. One last uh, scripture is Job 23.10. I like this one. It says, but he knows the way I take when he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. See, this is the heart of God. So many people are asking that question because they have a problem with God. They have a problem with who he is. But instead of looking at him being the problem, how about it's us that has had it, but God didn't leave us at that place. See, that's the beauty of God's love. He said, look, I can't change me. I won't change me. If I change me, you are doomed. You are doomed. If I change, you're doomed. So instead of changing me, I'll provide a way for you to step into not the judgment of fire, but the refining of my fire so that you won't be judged. Mm -hmm. And we do that by accepting Christ. And so then we start to see really what's going on in this process. So it's not God being harsh. Mm -hmm. It's God upholding you and helping to take us to the higher places to be like him. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, Amen. and you know, a lot of times when people think about judgment, they think that it's always a bad thing. Right. You know, but ju- judgment is essentially just a de- not a decision. You know, it's it's yes. not even necessarily a decision. It's you're you you know yeah. you. The, I ever heard Finnish Dake say it this way: the same sun that hardens uh, clay softens wax. You know. Yes. So like, it's not necessarily God's just a fire. You know, and what we bring to Him. Well, we either come to him in humility and he'll burn off, burn off the, the impurities or the, yeah. the like smelting like we talked about. The impurities rise to the top and he'll sift yeah. them out. Um, or we can come to him in a hardness and and then be consumed. Yes. So it, it's essentially yes. not based on God. It's based on how are we coming how to How do him. we approach him? Yeah. yeah. Do yeah. we yield ourselves to his mm-hmm. holiness yeah. or do we fight his holiness? Because yeah. judgment yeah. can be a good thing. Yes. You know? Yeah. Because I want... Mm-hmm. I want the curse judged in yeah. my life. And I, I want, yeah, re- judged and removed. Mm-hmm. And His holiness will do that. Yeah. It'll take His holiness will take away sickness. Mm-hmm. His holiness uh, will burn up the chaff of lack. Yeah. His holiness will burn up the chaff of lack. So as I yield myself to his holiness, to his consuming fire, I will actually be refined and come out better than ever before. And praise God that he's opened up the door for us to do that. I mean, what a great question and an answer found in the standard of the word. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. If you have further questions, go to whatsright.com. Send us your questions and uh, we just praise God for you. It's going to be an awesome, awesome day. We're looking forward to what's the word. And right now we're going to jump into confessions. Are you ready? You ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's jump to confessions. See you in just a moment. Welcome to Confessions. Today we are 
going to be confessing. I don't know what I was planning on saying after that, but we're confessing during confessions. What we're doing is the Bible says our words have power. So what we're doing is we are taking scripture and we are confessing them over our lives. So as we get ready to read this confession, I about lost the word. As we get ready to read this confession, say it with me. Don't, this is not a time just to listen to me talk. You can do that the entire rest of the broadcast. This is a time to say it with me. Confess this over your life. It is only good things we're confessing. All right, so let's go to our confession for today. We walk in the fullness of faith, hope, and love. We win souls. We love righteousness, hate sin, walk in holiness, and are anointed by God. Well, praise the Lord. That is you. That is me. If you just said that, believe that is you. That is what you just spoke. Your words have power. Praise God. Well, this has been Confessions for the Day. We love you guys. And now we're going on to What's the Word with Pastor and Buddy. We'll see you in just a second. Hey guys, welcome to What's the Word? We have a good word for you today, but before we oh, jump yeah. into that, uh, <laughs> say hello in the comments. Let us know that you are here. Let us yeah. know who is watching. We want to say hello to you. Uh, we love you guys, and we're so thankful that you're watching today, that you're uh, open to receive a word from God today. It's going to be powerful. What are we talking about? We are talking about how to apply faith and win, mm -hmm. and uh, in the steps of applying faith, we're talking about casting the weight or mm -hmm. transferring the weight mm -hmm. of that problem. So yeah, share the broadcast. It's going to be awesome, mm -hmm. and I really enjoyed that question, uh, yeah. answering that question. That's a major deal mm -hmm. that a lot of people uh, have issues with, is why is God a judge, you know? Yeah. And uh, I'm telling you right now, Put in the comments where you're watching from. I'm just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Sometimes people listen, sometimes they don't. They should. Put in the comments where you're watching from. We got quiet. Maybe they'll go, what are they quiet for? Mm -hmm. Hello, George. Watching, watching from, from Albemarle. That's awesome. <laughs> Albemarle. Well, so for the longest time, I'd, like, we didn't really know how to pronounce, pronounce Albemarle. Yeah. Like we always saw his album out. Like people say it like that, wow. but yep. um, we had no idea how to pronounce it because it's such a weird <laughs> name. Yeah. So guess what, Holly Shaver? You just got the hundredth comment. <laughs> yeah, I told you it was close. <laughs> Amen. And uh, so she wins the gift card. Congratulations. Uh, we knew it was right at it, and that's why we were trying to knock it out before we jumped in. Mm -hmm. So, Amen. Um, one of the things, I, just going back to the candy corn, by the way, do you, you don't like candy corn. Do you like candy corn? I do, yeah. But uh, I. Did you hear Baird's <laughs> Wicked Witch of the West laugh? I 
loved it when I was a kid. I don't mm-hmm. love it now, but I still like it. And it, it was kind of like what Kevin was saying. You have to have it at least once a year, you know. So yeah. that's, that's kind of no, my I, thoughts on it. I, I try it once a year just to remember. Yeah, just to remember. <laughs> like, oh, maybe I'll like it this year. What well, is it about it you don't like? Well, like, here, here's the thing, and you can put this in the comments. Chalk <laughs> is for sidewalks, not for eating. It's not chalk, though. It tastes like chalk with a little sugar mixed in. <laughs> that would be more like sweet tarts. That's like yes. chalk. No, no, sweet tarts are pretty good. But That's they, like they, chalk. They're, they're chalky in their texture. but Which are for sidewalks. Yeah. But, <laughs> no, they're chalky in texture. They're good in taste. Candy corn is chalky in taste and okay in texture. They're, well, it's gross in texture. <laughs> Holly said, have you eaten chalk? <laughs> Probably at some point in my life. <laughs> Great question, Holly. So looking at today, we're talking about, and we've been talking about how to apply faith mm-hmm. and when. Yeah. And uh, as we're looking at this, uh, one of the things that we need to do is learn how to transfer the weight of the problem. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of times we <laughs> will try to be in faith, but yet we're still carrying the weight of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not actually believing in the transfer. Yeah. Uh, and so let's go to First Peter uh, chapter 5. First Peter chapter 5. So when you're applying faith to win, we have uh, these steps. We'll go to 1 Peter 5, 5 through 9. 1 Peter 5, 5 through 9. So when you're applying faith to win, and we're applying faith and patience, we have the steps as, <clears throat> one, confess the promise or the nature of God. Two, believe that you have received, which is what we talked about yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, three, transfer the weight. Stop mm-hmm. carrying the weight. Four, set your eyes on the truth. Five, enter into rest. Six, be patient and don't give in to doubt. Mm -hmm. Seven, forgive. Eight, work your faith. And nine, continuously thank and praise Him. And so we're going to look at each one of these, but today we're uh, at the transfer the weight. And let's go to 1 Peter uh, chapter 5 and verse 5. While I was talking, I wasn't turning. (laughs) But in this section, these are some of my favorite scriptures here. Uh, But look at what it says. So starting, and this is important because a lot of times when we're resisting the devil, one of the things that we need to understand is that when we go to resist the devil, we must be in submission. We must be in humility. And if we're not in humility, uh, you'll see that resisting the devil is always tied to humility and submission. And we're not just talking about submitting only to people. We're talking about submitting to the ways of God. But we do understand that the ways of God involves people. So like myself, as your pastor, if you don't submit to me as your pastor and submit to the planting of the Lord, then ultimately you would not be submitting to God. Yeah. If I don't submit to my pastor, mm-hmm. then I would not be submitting to God. And submission is not when we agree on everything. Submission really takes place when we disagree with things. Yeah. And um, But a submitting, in, like for example, it says in Psalms 92, 
It says that uh, anyone who's planted in the house of the Lord will flourish in the courts of heaven. Mm -hmm. Psalms 92, 13 or 14. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's 13. And so, but what does that mean? Jesus said, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, mm -hmm. it will not produce fruit, right? So uh, being planted means that I give up who I am because of the placing of the Lord, the planting of the Lord. In other words, uh, if I don't think that it's the planting of the Lord Himself, then I probably don't need to be there in the first place. Yeah. If I've got a problem with submitting myself to that ground, then I need to go back and find out, did God actually plant me there? Mm -hmm. Right? Now, if you know that you know that God planted you there, then yield to His planting, yeah. which means yield to that soil, which means I give up myself to fulfill the vision of, of that planting. Yeah. Now, what we know is that if you give up yourself to the vision of where you're planted, if you give up yourself to that, he says, Matthew 6, what you're doing is seeking first the kingdom and his righteousness. And he says, all these things will be added to you. So many times people are afraid that, well, if I give up myself, I won't receive the things that I need. That's not true. You just don't know the promises of scripture. And if you know them and believe on them, you'll move there. We have to learn how to submit ourselves or else we're never going to fulfill our destiny. Yeah. Without submission, you can put that in the comments. Without submission, we will never fulfill our destiny. Yeah. We'll never fulfill our purpose in God, mm -hmm. right? Without submission and humility, we will never fulfill the, the fullness of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you just look at Jesus, you know. Yeah. Jesus was sent by God to this earth. You know, and people still despised him, rejected them. Yes. And Jesus said, if, yes. you, if you deny me, you know, you're denying the Father. Yes. You know, if you're rejecting yeah. and despising me, you're de rejecting and despising the Father. And what are pastors? They're, they're gifts that God sent to us, yeah. you know, that, that God gave us um, for the teaching and equipping of the saints, yes. for the work of the ministry. That's, that's why God's given us pastors and ministers and, and, and you know, uh, evangelists, apostles, prophets, you know, yeah. whatever. He, so they're sent by God, especially when God plants us in that position. Yes. They're sent by God. And so when we reject the, the ones sent by God, it's, it's not necessarily much different than when people rejected Jesus when Jesus came. Yes. Because Jesus yes. was sent by God to minister to them and to give them life. That's right. And, and pastors are sent for, for the same purpose. And uh, I, the Bible says, you know, that we need to honor and submit to those in authority over us. Yeah. Um, because he, he essentially said, so uh, uh, specifically speaking about spiritual authorities like pastors and stuff, because it says if you don't, it will not be well for you. Yeah, you know, he says do right. it so that all will be well that's for right. you. That's right. That's so, right. So it's not, it's not for the pastor's benefit. It's not necessarily just for your benefit that I submit to you. Yes. It's for my own benefit. You know, yes. Because I recognize that, that God planted me here for a purpose. Yes. And so when I submit to that, especially when I don't agree or understand yes. that's there's only one place for me to go and it's up yes. you know if I don't understand or agree like um, I, I'm just thinking of different like situations where I didn't understand what was going on and in my natural thinking it didn't seem right but then right. but all I could think of was 
I'm going to grow out of this one way or another. So I'm yes. just going to, you know, yeah. ride it out. And then, and then I would ask you some questions afterwards. And I'm like, wow, there's something going on that I had no idea of. You know? and, and many times I'm still finding that stuff today. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll sit down and talk with some of uh, the men of God in my life. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden they'll bring up something I've never even seen, never heard preached, never yeah. considered. And it's revelation to them, but not to me. That's why God connected me in that way. And so one thing that I would say is if you ever, so for example, if you have an issue with submitting to uh, the place where you're planted or the pastor where you're planted at, then what you really need to do is go back and check your heart on why you feel like that's your place in the first place. Mm -hmm. Um, Why is that from the Lord? And if you don't know the answer of that, that's the issue. Deal with that first find that place of the Lord. But see, a lot of people, they're shopping church. Mm-hmm. And so they yeah. don't have any, uh, because they're you know basically in a church marketing program, which is why they're there. They've yeah. been, they've been uh, basically sold that church, uh, which a lot of American churches have been doing. It's actually very damaging. Uh, so many people, they're saying, well, I'm here because I was sold, not because of 1 Corinthians 12, 18, yeah. God has placed the members, right? So go back and find out why you're where you're at and see what God has to say about it. For example, I think it's 1 Timothy 3, 5, and it's, uh, you know, uh, Hebrews 6, 12, where it talks about if they're not moving in power and they're not receiving the promises, and if you have leaders not in faith, not in patience, and not seeing the manifestation of prayers answered, uh, God basically says, and in Timothy it says, holding to a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. And then he basically says, don't hang out with those men. Yeah. And that's not the place where God's going to plant you. Yeah. Why? Because he said, don't hang out with those men. You yeah. know. So why, how in the world is he going to make a man like that your leader? So yeah. you, want to, you want to look at what the Bible says about that. Mm-hmm. You want to look at you know, what God has already said. And he says, I place you. So God will show you where to go, mm-hmm. not because it's marketed to you, not because you're comfortable with it or your logic likes it. And so that's an issue. And and why are we talking about this? Because if you can't get into submission, I'm not just talking about submission to a church or a pastor. I'm talking about submission to the ways of God. In other words, what I just said is a way of God. And if you don't submit to that, then you're not submitting to God because it's very clearly lined out. And if you don't submit to God, when the devil comes, you won't be able to resist him because in humility is where the grace is for it. Yeah. Yeah, so, the, the Bible says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from yeah. you. You can't resist the devil if you're not submitted to God. You know, that's, They always go hand in hand, yeah. and, and that's why it's so important. So these, these are key elements to pay attention to, mm. and if we learn how to submit ourselves to God, to yeah. His ways. See, a lot of people won't submit to uh, tithing. They yeah. won't submit to the offering. Mm. Uh, they won't submit to multiple things because... They think that their way is better, and ultimately that's pride saying, mm-hmm. you know, my way and what I think is better than, than God's way. Well, all of a sudden you're in a place where the devil can just run roughshod over you mm-hmm. because you're, you're not in the place of submission. So mm-hmm. look at this, and, and I'm, we bring all this up because of the verses we're about to read. Mm-hmm. Ultimately we're talking about transferring the weight, 
But see, you can't transfer the weight properly if you're not in the ways of God. All right, so let's look at this, verse 5, 1 Peter 5, 5. You younger men, likewise, be subject to your elders. Now, let me just say elders right here. Elders is not just older in physical age. This is elder in spiritual age. So when you look at Timothy, uh, Paul tells Timothy, he says, look, don't let men despise you because of your youth. Mm -hmm. In other words, your youth in physical is, is not the same as your uh, youth in your spiritual age. Uh, yeah. I had that multiple times where the Lord had me leading people that were older than me and still to this day leading people that were older, but it's been like that for quite some time. Mm -hmm. And I had to really kind of put that in its place. And so when it says elders here, uh, you know, you could be an elder of somebody. Somebody who just got born again, uh, you're an elder of. Somebody who's been born again for quite some time, but they haven't matured, you can be an elder of. Doesn't matter how old you are or how old you look. You know, you can be that elder. So when he says here, you know, younger men, he, he says, younger men likewise be subject to your elders. He's talking about both physical age and spiritual age. Yeah. So don't miss the two different types here. He says, likewise be subject to your elders and all of you, oh, yeah, you younger men likewise be subject to your elders and all of you clothe yourselves with humility towards one another. So this is humility towards God mm -hmm. and humility towards one another. Yeah. For God is opposed to the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Now this is going to be important. Watch this. God is opposed to the proud. So when we get in pride or when we step outside of humility and submission, we literally put ourselves in opposition mm. to God. We are never going to win that fight. Nope. Never going to win it. It's always going to end bad for us. So when we step out of humility and submission, we step into pride, and God is opposed to the proud. Uh, but he gives grace to the humble. Yeah, I mean, you look at Psalm 91. You know, those who dwell in the shelter of the Lord will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Yes. You know, a lack of submission is, it, it's not, well, God's like, well, forget you. It's, it's, yes. we're stepping out of that covering. And so, yes. but when we're inside that covering, inside that submission, inside that humil humility, everything else that you read in Psalm 91 is it available works. to you. It works. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it works. But when we, in pride, say, I can do this on my own. Yes. Well, you won't see Psalm 91. Well, and why is this, why is this important? Why is humility and submission important into what we're mm -hmm. about to read? Well, let me tell you, what we are about to read mm -hmm. is contrary to what the world has taught us. Yeah. What we are about to read is completely contrary to what the world has taught us. And so we have to decide, are we going to submit mm -hmm. to God's way yeah. or are we going to keep doing it our way? This is very important. So look at verse 6. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Be of sober spirit. Be on the alert. 
your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Well, he's seeking. He, he can't devour everybody. Hmm. Remember with Job, as long as the protection of the Lord was around Job, the devil himself said, I can't touch him. Yeah. He can't touch us if we will line up with God's word. But if we don't line up with God's word, we make ourselves available to him. Yeah. And he, and he says, look, he's looking, he's seeking. The devil is not a lion, but he's like a lion. And who is he like a lion to? The ones who don't humble themselves to the ways of God. Yeah. Then verse 9 says, but resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren. In other words, the stuff you're going through, mm -hmm. other people are going through too, and they're winning mm -hmm. in the world. And then he says, after you've suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, verse 10, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. In other words, you'll win. Yeah. You will win. Yeah. And when you look at suffering, uh, a lot of people will, in a, this is a false humility, they will take suffering and be like, well, I just got to suffer for Jesus. I just got to put up with this for a little while. No, he didn't say put up with it. What did he say? He said resist it. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people look at the suffering as that is their job. No, that is the, the force between your overcoming to the point where you win. So in other words, I start applying force to the devil and resist him, and he may be coming back against me, but I'm going to win. So keep the resistance on. Keep the pressure on the devil, because if you sit there and say, well, I just have to suffer for Jesus, you may suffer for a long time. You may suffer forever if you keep on, if you keep in that same. In other words, it may not end in your time here on earth, because you've looked at it and you've uh, not discerned the word properly. Mm -hmm. He says resist. In other words, the suffering is the resistance that you will feel against the conquering that you're doing. Mm -hmm. That's a great, that's a great nugget right there. A great nugget. I've seen so many people not understand that. The suffering is the resistance that you will feel in the action of your conquering. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The suffering is the resistance against the devil that you will feel, feel in your overcoming him, mm -hmm. right? And he says, look, but if you keep the pressure and the resistance on him, you will overcome him. You know, the suffering may be that if we're, you know, preaching the fullness of the gospel and you have somebody that believes in cessation, they may start talking bad against you. That's just persecution. You know, it's persecution. It's not big persecution, but it is a, a form of persecution. Yeah. And, and we just say, okay, they did the same thing to Jesus. They're yeah. going to do it to us. That's no big deal, right? Yeah. They may come against you. They may talk bad about you. All of the guys that I know, the guys and the ladies that are doing great and mighty things for God, there's somebody out there talking bad about them. Yeah. Now, every one of them, that's persecution. And that is a form of the suffering. That's the resistance that we're overcoming. Yeah. But you know what I found is uh, those same people that have talked bad, they're the ones that will come for prayer. A lot of them will come for prayer. And they're the ones that will get a victory in the middle of the night when nobody's looking. And then their whole doctrine will change because you kept the resistance on, right? Mm -hmm. All right, yeah. now, look at this, though, going back to verse 7. Casting all your anxiety on him because he cares 
for you. Let me read this to you in the Amplified. The Amplified, 1 Peter 5, 7, casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all, on Him, for He cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. Wow. That's good. Oh, it's, yeah, amen. Let me <laughs> read cool. that again, because that's so powerful. 1 Peter 5, 7 from the Amplified. Casting the whole of your care, all of your anxieties, all of your worries, all of your concerns, once and for all. You do it once and you do it for all time. I'm never picking it back up again. Own Him, own Jesus, for He cares for you affectionately, and He cares about you watchfully. He's watching over you. He cares about you. Uh, The Lord gave me this years ago, is that you are not anointed to carry the weight. You are not anointed to carry the weight without Jesus. Mm -hmm. You understand? Like, I may bear the burden of one another, Mm -hmm. but I'm doing that through the power of Jesus. Mm -hmm. In other words, the way that I bear the burden properly is I put that I cast that care over onto Him. Yeah. I cast that weight onto Him. Mm-hmm. I cast that, those anxieties. And how many of those cares? Mm-hmm. Jesus is the only one anointed to carry the weight. Mm-hmm. And He's already done it for us. The issue is, will we transfer the weight, the anxiety, the cares, the worries, the fear? Will we transfer the weight to Him? Put that in the comments right now. I will yeah. transfer the weight the care, the worry, the fear to Jesus. I will transfer the weight to Jesus because he's already carried it on the cross for us. Yeah, no, uh, like uh, I'm just thinking, I think it's Hebrews 12, 1, you know, since we are, therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, yeah. let us throw off everything. Yes. You know, when you think about casting, it's not just like a, you know, lightly dropping it, you're throwing it off. You know, yes, like yeah. I'm casting it. You know, the Bible yeah. says Jesus takes our, God takes our sins and casts it as far as these yes. from the West, you know. Yeah. So when it says, you know, th- throw off everything that hinders and the sin that's so easily entangled, like you don't see runners, you know, running a race, yeah. you know, ca- carrying like a backpack full yeah. of rocks, you know, it's, it's going to slow them down. It's going to keep them from, from being able to finish the race. Yeah. And Paul says, run so as to win. So, yes. So, yes. you know, what 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 do runners wear? They wear light clothing. You know, they yes. wear, they wear light shoes. You Aerodynamic know? clothing. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah yeah. Even their hair, they'll pull it back. Mm-hmm. You know, just to not capture any more weight mm-hmm. in the friction or, of the wind, or just shave it off. Yeah, you know, like yeah. every little thing. You know, yeah. Like like even swimmers, you know, when they're when they're running races, they'll shave their legs, they'll shave their pits, they'll shave their eyebrows if they're dedicated. I don't know, <laughs> um, but but literally anything that that can hinder, they get they take it off. Yeah, you yeah. know, so that they can affect effectively run. And so yes. when we're casting our cares on Him. You know, G- even Jesus said, you know, come to me all who are weary and laden, heavy laden, and I will give you rest. 
you know, uh, and then he says later on, he says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Yeah. So he's saying, I'm taking the brunt of it. I'm taking all the heaviness yes. off of you. And what I'm giving you is not going to be heavy and hard. And, you know, I, I don't like a lot of people have the assumption that a life with Christ is hard and heavy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he, Jesus says, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. So what he gives us is light because he empowers us also. But, yes. but it's always light and it's always e easy. It might not look easy. Yes. It might not look light, but that doesn't mean Jesus was wrong and he changed his mind. Um, Marky said they shaved their eyebrows. Probably not. I think I was just going a little. <laughs> they may pull that cap down up below their eyebrows. May maybe, yeah. But, um, but Jesus' yoke is easy and his burden is light. And so we need to, and when we cast our anxieties or cast our cares on him, that that's that's how we that's the only way that we can take it off. You know, yeah. we don't put we don't even throw them on so, somebody else. We throw them on Jesus. Yeah. You know, whenever uh, like I'm sharing things with you, you know, just different things. Re really, what I'm doing is like knowing that you are under Christ and knowing that Christ is the one who anoints you to pastor me. Right. You know, I'm also casting it on him, you know, because yes, that's right. Because yeah. that anointing, yeah. you know, to pastor is, is yeah. lifting me up as well. And, and how I handle those things is I, you know, I will feel the weight of what people are going through in mm -hmm. the congregation, yeah. but my job is not to carry them for them either. I will agree with them, but yeah. I'll take that, you know, let's say that you're going through, you know, a big issue and you need a big breakthrough. Well, I'm not going to carry that weight on me or that worry on me either. That would be the worst thing I could do for you. Yeah. What I will do is I will transfer that weight to Jesus. Say, yeah. Jesus, this, I'll agree with you mm -hmm. that that weight is already covered, that it's mm -hmm. already handled at the cross. You yeah. already have the victory. You're moving from that. Apply the promises, apply yeah. his nature, mm -hmm. and I'll agree with you. But yeah. I'm not going to carry the Wait, you know, I've had people in the past that have been like, well, aren't you concerned for me? I'm like, no, because that's care. You know, no, I'm, you know, and there's a, you know, do I love you? Yes. Yeah. Do I care for you in the world's way of saying that? Uh, I care for you and I love you, but I'm not going to take the care on me for yeah. you because mm -hmm. that would be the worst thing. Then it would be up to me alone. Yeah. We don't need a me alone solution in mm -hmm. your life. We need a Jesus solution yeah. in your life, which means that you and I both will take this thing together mm -hmm. as a team and yeah. we will roll it over onto Jesus. So yeah. the the example that I've heard of is like when you have, you know, two camels or two horses or two donkeys that are carrying a load, mm -hmm. you know, you would put them side by side, come together on on them. And then that one, uh, the one animal, you would roll that care over onto the other animal. Mm -hmm. And then that, that first animal would have nothing left. There would be no more weight for it, him to carry. Mm -hmm. There would be nothing that they would see. It would be completely gone. But why? Because that other animal is yeah. anointed mm -hmm. to carry it. Yeah. And so I don't need to sit there and try to be, oh, well, Jesus, let me help you carry this weight. He's yeah. already carried it. Mm -hmm. He's already done that. For me to try and do that is basically to slap him in the face like he needs my help in it. No, the help that he needs from me is to cast the care, to roll the care over on him.
Yeah. Now, this is an issue because when Jesus uh, tells us to resist the devil and he tells us to resist him in this faith project, if we're going to apply faith and win, then what we must do is we must humble ourselves mm. to his way. Yeah. And see, the world has taught us, the world has taught us that what we need to do is, well, it's, it's you know, healthy to have a little bit of fear. That is exactly opposite of what this, so yeah. what this verse says. So either you're going to humble yourself to a world's philosophy, mm -hmm. which the Bible says is full of vain deceit, mm -hmm. or and has no power, or you're going to humble yourself to God's philosophy, to God's way of thinking that says, cast how much of your care? Oh. All of it. And so many times, you know, I've heard, well, it's normal and it's natural. It's normal and it's natural for parents to worry about their kids. No, it's not. It's unnatural for that to happen. And, and what's the devil? So if God wants you to get rid of all anxiety, care, worry, fear, then what does the devil want you to do? He wants you to think that it's natural to carry some of that worry, fear, anxiety. Oh, it's natural to be like that. Yeah. No, it's not. That's a trap of the enemy so that you will get under the weight because yeah. the devil knows you by yourself he can crush, but he can't do Jesus. So what we're doing is we're going back to what Jesus carried, pulling some of that care and weight to ourselves, and the devil says, oh, now I got him. Yeah. How many times have we seen this you know, happen? So many times in ministry where people have taken that care, taken that, and they're, they're, you can tell they're carrying it because they're just like beat up. Oh, you know, they're worn. Mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're tired of carrying things. Mm -hmm. But when somebody learns to cast the care, all of a sudden there's a joy. There's mm -hmm. an extra you know, yeah. height in their step. There's mm -hmm. a skip in their step. They're, they're, they're alive. They're, mm -hmm. They've got something. Why? Because they're not carrying the care of it. Mm -hmm. Now, it doesn't mean that they're not being disciplined. It doesn't mean that they're not being diligent. Yeah. It means that they're not carrying the weight of what Jesus is supposed to carry. Mm -hmm. And when we will do that, we humble ourselves to the Lord. And he says, and I'll give you grace. There's yeah. a supernatural grace that comes in. He starts solving problems left and right. That's yeah. who he is. Yeah. He's not holding it back. Sure. Sorry, the only, there's only two words that's in my mind, and I don't know if I should say it. Um, spiritual liposuction. You know, you're removing all that excess yeah. that's yeah. doing nothing but harming and hindering you, yes. know, you from being able to have the strength and the vitality yeah. to do all that God's called you to do. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we were talking about it like before, <laughs> before the broadcast, you know, happened. It was, you know, we're not talking about weight loss, you know, yes. but like it's spiritual weight yes. loss, you know, yeah. this is. Uh, we, we have to condition ourselves to do this. You know, yes. we have to condition ourselves to remove that that extra weight that's really d doing no no benefit that's right. for us. That's right. You know, it's it. We can literally just cut it off and cast it on. Yeah. It's a weird illustration, but well, it works. How many people would like to wake up tomorrow morning and you mm -hmm. have, you know, 25 pounds gone? You, know, mm -hmm. you probably wouldn't. No, I'd uh, die. Yeah, <laughs> you, you don't need to. But most everybody that's five or ten years older than you, I would say 90 <laughs> percent yeah. uh, at least would like to have a certain amount that they wake up. Mm -hmm. Well, imagine that you also look like that in the spirit. Mm -hmm. 
and you're yeah. carrying weight and it's affecting your spiritual health. It's affecting all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And, and God's given you a spiritual tool to do that overnight, mm-hmm. completely yeah. healthy. And, and it'll help you in the rest of your life. And that is simply transfer the weight. Yeah. Just put it in the comments. Transfer the weight. Yeah. Transfer the weight. Mm-hmm. Lord, I'm going to transfer the weight. Yeah. I'm going to transfer the weight. Yeah. I'm going to transfer the weight. Yeah. I don't have to put this in the comments. I don't have to carry the anxiety. Yeah. I don't have to carry the anxiety or whichever yeah. one fits you the best. Yeah. I don't have to carry the care of it. Yeah. I don't have to carry the, the worry. Yeah. I can cast every bit of it, yeah. all of it. And I, I'm going back to the spiritual liposuction. That I can get rid of every nasty you know, yeah. spiritual fat cell. Yeah. I can get rid of every one of them just like that by making a decision. I will humble myself to the Lord and I will transfer the weight. All-consuming fire will burn it up. Yes. Yeah. And, and yeah, you get into the glory of the Lord, it'll yeah. start to burn those things off of yeah. you because perfect love casts out all fear. Yeah. So I can't, I can't stay in the place of God's consuming fire that is, that is fueled by His love mm-hmm. and have fear remain, have yeah. anxiety remain, have care. You mm-hmm. just imagine if I walked into a room and God was there, mm-hmm. I would not be worried about anything. My only, my only concern would be yeah. that I esteem Him properly, that I have yeah. a reverence towards mm-hmm. Him because He's so holy, so yeah. pure, and so perfect. Yeah. But I would not have a fear about my enemies. I wouldn't have a fear about a sickness. I wouldn't have a fear about financial lack. Yeah. I wouldn't have a fear about my family being protected or mm-hmm. what they're going to do with their life. Mm-hmm. I would have no concern. Why? Because coming into the presence of God, it would burn all that fear off. Yeah. Well, how do you know that you're that you've effectively cast your cares on Him? You're in rest. Yes. You know. Yeah. You're, you're walking in rest. Um, you said on Sunday, if you're not in rest, you're not in faith. You yes. Know? Like we need. Like rest is the the physical fruit. And evidence yes. that we've ca- that we're yes. in faith and that we've cast our cares on Him. I just, I'm just thinking, uh, at the beginning of the year, you know, uh, shortly after we moved here, you know, there there were some 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 bills coming up. You know, you know, yeah. there were some bills coming up, and like I wasn't in rest. You know, I, like I would say, God, I cast it on you, but like I knew in my like I was freaking out. How are we going to figure this out? What's what's yeah. going to happen? You know, I knew in my head God was going to supply all my needs, but but I was not in rest because. Yeah. I, I knew it, but I didn't cast it on yeah, him, yeah. you know, and then, um, and then, well, he came through, um, because he's merciful, <laughs> you know, yeah. not because I yeah. was in faith. I thought yeah. I was in faith. Yeah. We had a co- nice conversation. <laughs> um, I thought I was in faith and, but then whenever that revelation came that actually I haven't cast it on him, you know, yeah. actually I, I was, you know, I had the head knowledge, but I didn't let it enter into my heart. Sure. Whenever that revelation came, all of a sudden something clicked. You yes. Know? Something clicked, yeah. and all of a sudden the fear kind of took a sidestep. You know, it stepped yeah. aside. I was able to effectively cast it on him yeah. and walk in rest. So when I was in the same situation a month later, tomorrow yeah. I have to pay my, my rent, but I don't have it in my bank account. I was in a place of rest, and it just came. Yeah. You know, it, it came, you know. Yeah. And, and I, I continue to see my God loves me when he yes. says when he says something in his yeah. word, he may, means it. He's, yeah. When he says he'll, he'll supply all my need according to his riches and glory, he means it. So yeah. so I, I was able to 
I was able at that point, whenever the, whenever the, the, the due date was coming or whatever, um, I was able to just rest and know, yeah. like, I'm not, like, the, the thoughts would come, well, you know, it's, it's coming soon, you're going to have yeah. to be able to pay, pay it, you know, but you don't have, like, those thoughts would come, but then I was able to quickly identify it, cast it out, you know, because the enemy will try to, to just pile yeah. it on you, you know, you talk about grading, you know, your hope, but it'll yeah. also try to slowly piece by piece, you know, yes. just, add you know, weight. The, add weight, you know, like he the straw that broke. strip the hope, but mm-hmm. add the weight. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, the, the term, the straw that broke the camel's back, you yeah. know, like he just want like one little piece at yeah. a time, he'll, he'll try to add in little things. It's and if the we don't, small foxes that ruin the vine. Yeah. And that's how yeah. he operates, because mm-hmm. he knows you would reject the full frontal attack. Yeah. So he tries to sneakily. Yeah. You know, pull away the things from you that you need and yeah. add to you the things you don't need. Yeah, and we, we talked about yeah. that, I think, a couple broadcasts ago, you know, about identifying yeah. it quickly yeah. and, and casting yeah. it out. Well, and what you did is you you transferred the weight, and the next time, see, and uh, Kevin uh, Buck just wrote on there, the need to figure things out myself is one of the weights I shouldn't carry. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Uh, Jesus is the source of, of our solutions. Yeah. That's what he wrote. Exactly right. And that was exactly what I was about to say is so many times the weight that people carry is they they hear the problem coming up mm-hmm. and then they think that they must come up with all the solutions. So yeah. they will sit there and they'll try to logic it out and figure out everything mm-hmm. I got to do yeah. instead of entering into the presence of God and saying, Lord, I just thank you. You have worked this out. You've given me solutions. Mm-hmm. And I have found in, in my personal walk that the majority of times I actually did not need to do anything. Mm-hmm. I just needed to praise him. Yeah. Uh, used to, I would, I would say it like this, before I learned how to apply this, I would sit down and try to work through, hammer through all this logic and solutions. Mm-hmm. And then I'd say, okay, what do I need to go do? What do I need to go and handle to make this happen? Yeah. And the Lord told me, just start praying in the Holy Ghost and start worshiping Him, start meditating on Him, spend time with Him, right? And He said, and what I noticed was that once I started doing that, yeah. um, All of a sudden, as I just spent time with him, those things started getting handled Mm -hmm. without me doing anything. (laughs) And the things that I actually needed to apply time to was about 30 to 40 percent, maybe even 20 percent. It was a low number. It surprised me. It was less than 50. I think let's just say 30 percent. It was like 30 percent of what I used to do. Well, that just took my workload down 30 percent which released a freedom in my life just from the weight of time. And so as I gave myself to his presence Mm -hmm. and prayed in the Holy Spirit, things just started working. And then the things he did tell me to do was like one thing. Okay, in this situation, do this. I would do that and it'd be done and it'd work. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is so easy and light, which is the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. My yoke is easy and light, he says in Matthew 11. And so if it's not easy and light, that is a symptom that it's wrong. Like what you were saying, the weight was there and it wasn't easy. And it was, your words would have been, this is hard. Mm -hmm. And the reason was because you had been applying Mm -hmm. things differently. And then you started changing it and it loosened right up. Yeah, well, you know, you were talking about 
er earlier, you know, we're not anointed to carry the weight. Yes. You know, and so when we're when we choose, because it's a choice, you know, when we choose yeah. to carry the weight, we don't we don't have you know the anointing or the strength to do that you know because right. God, God didn't call us to carry the weight he didn't and, no. and that's why so many people you know I mean you were talking before about how it's your responsibility you know you 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 take you know some of it yeah. but then it's your responsibility to cast that back on God I mean how many ministers have burned out and you know crashed burn yeah. because they've just yeah. been piling on yeah. their own weight and then the weight of everyone in the congregation. Yes. They're just like, I can't do this anymore. And then they crash. Yeah. But Paul said, we're pressed on all sides, but yes. we're not crushed. Yes. You know, we're persecuted, but we're not abandoned. We're struck down, but we're not destroyed. What's he saying? He's saying, you know, there's all these pressures coming in from the outside, yes. but it's not going to crush me. You know yeah. why? Because he's, he doesn't have to, he's not anointed to carry the weight of that. Yeah. You know, if he, if he took it upon himself to carry the weight of that, he would get crushed, you know? Yeah. But 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 no, he says I can do all things through Christ who gives yeah. me strength. You know, so so uh, he he learned more than you know a lot of people how to. I mean, he's he. Uh, no, this is Peter. But I mean, he's the one who learned yeah. how to cast your his cares, how to yes. cast his anxieties on God. And when he did that, people could press him on all sides, but it, they couldn't crush him. Yeah, you know, he they, he would be persecuted, but he was never abandoned. You know, they would strike yeah. him down stone him to death, drag him outside of the city, and then he'd just pop up again and then go and keep preaching yeah. the gospel, you know. Yeah. Um, he, he had, he, like, he, he literally knew how to cast his cares on yeah. God, and because of that, he wasn't crushed. Yes, yeah, amen. And it, Serena wrote this in the comments. She said, stressing about the future isn't a sign of being responsible. That yeah. is exactly right. Yeah. Stressing about the future is not a sign of being responsible. That's actually a sign of irresponsibility. Yeah. You're taking a responsibility that's not yours to take. Yeah. Uh, he said, don't worry about tomorrow. Yeah. You know, don't worry about that. Yeah. He said, look, basically cast that weight, cast those cares, transfer the mm -hmm. weight on me. Mm -hmm. It's my job to take care of you. Mm -hmm. Glory to God. Yeah. And he's doing it. Mm -hmm. And he's doing it. One more point, and then we're going to go into a very important point in what's abundance today as well. But one more point is, it's important for us to recognize what ditch we have been in. Uh, what's our normal? So, I mean, and just honestly, if we're being very, very honest with ourselves, you have some people that would literally work themselves to death, and you have some people that would literally sit on the couch all day long. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to faith, you have people that are trying to work all their faith into manifestation constantly, yeah. and they're doing too much. And then you have some people that will sit at home and do nothing, mm -hmm. right? And they're saying, well, I'm believing God by sitting here. And neither one of those ditches is correct. And yeah. what you need to do is you really need to be honest with yourself mm -hmm. and decide. Because some people can hear this message about transferring the weight. Mm -hmm. And what they'll say is, hey, listen that. Pastor Brian's telling me I just need to sit still. No, faith without works is dead. Yeah. What I'm saying is don't carry the weight of it. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you don't do anything. All right. Now, then you have other people, they'll say, okay, I'm going to keep on being busy 24 hours a day, seven days a week, but I'm just not going to carry the weight of it. By you even doing that, you're mm -hmm. actually carrying 
the weight. Don't rise up early and go to bed late and eat the painful uh, labors of sorrows. This pain, you know, it's a it's a sorrowful state. It's a toiling state. Yeah. And uh, in Psalms 127, and, and so you have two ditches, and there's a balance between the two. And there's moments where we work really hard and we're going a lot, and then there's moments where we're not doing much. And one of the greatest things that I learned how to do is, you know, I have, if if I could give you my to-do list right mm-hmm. now, it'll take me the rest of the month to finish all the stuff. Mm-hmm. If I just started on it right now and I worked all day long till the rest of the month, my to-do list would be that. But I promise you, you're not going to find me working all day long for the rest of the month. I will have times where I take a break where I rest. And yeah. learning how to do that and when to do that is one of the most important things. Yeah. And you can do that as you learn to rest on Him, mm-hmm. as you learn to cast that care and transfer the weight. Yeah. In other words, I have you know umpteen things I could do this afternoon, mm-hmm. but I know that I also have a meeting later this afternoon, mm-hmm. and so I'm going to rest in between those so that I'll be, because my hours are not normal. Mm-hmm. So you learn how to my point is this, I could take on the weight of all the to-do list, mm-hmm. or I could be stay in the presence of God, rest in Him, yep. and then I will actually have something to say in our meeting yep. because I'm coming from the place of that rest. And I yep. have to rest and transfer the weight of that responsibility and know that God's going to help me finish it on yep. my to-do list own time when I need to do yeah. it. But I can't be have a lack of diligence towards that either. It yeah. does need to get done. So I'm listening, Lord, what do you want me to do now? How do you want me to handle it? Is now the time to rest? Is now the time to vacate? Or is now the time to knock out a few of these to-dos? Mm-hmm. You know, what do you want me to do? In other words, I'm resting in him. I don't have to have every answer. I don't have to know everything going forward. Mm -hmm. But in my fellowship with him, I can transfer the weight of what is the next on the agenda. What's the next item in the itinerary? Mm -hmm. I can transfer that weight. And in my relationship, there's a flow. And I've learned to trust that flow and trust that leading more than trust a list. Because a list will add pressure, whereas a flow of relationship, he'll always tell me what I need to do, when I need to do, how much I need to do, and I'll be right on time. Yeah, that's that's good. You know, it's not always the big things that we need to yes. test on God. It's yeah. not always just like, well, I have a financial need or, or you know, uh, like my loved one's dying of yeah. some disease. You know, it's not always the big things. You know, we do it with the big things for yeah. sure. But even like the the day-to-day things, you know, like we need to get out of the house now and my toddler just took all of his clothes off again. And like you get into this big panic, you know, you know, freaking out, like essentially like what are people going to think about us if we come in late, you know, like, so then you start lashing out at people and, you know, that's, that's taking on weight, you know, or, or just going throughout the day doing, you know, your small things. Oh man, I have so many things to do. Like, like. I mean, you just said it so much better than I am, but like, it's just, it's just in the small day-to-day things, learning to do it from a place of rest. It's going to get done. God's for me. I don't have to be without carrying the weight of it. That's right. And you see that in Jesus. I'm thinking Mm -hmm. about when uh, Lazarus died, Mm -hmm. how many people thought Jesus was a jerk because he sat still. Yeah. But what had he done? He heard from the Holy Ghost. Yeah. 
He heard from the Father yeah. what to do. And the end result was he was the resurrection and the life. Yeah. So, and, and this is why I prefaced it, though, with knowing <laughs> what ditch you're coming from yeah. in terms of work, in terms yeah. of how you handle stuff. You need to be honest with yourself. Am I the kind of person that puts stuff off? Am I the kind of person uh, that finds excuses to be lazy? Or am I the kind of person that works too hard to the point of killing myself? You need to know what you are yeah. and, and who you are, mm -hmm. uh, because knowing that will help you not be biased when you're hearing these things from the Lord. Now, and here's why, because the same people that would say, well, look, Jesus sat still, mm -hmm. they will overlook the scripture that says, and the fields are white unto harvest, get to work. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. they'll overlook that one and they'll focus on the one where he sits still. Whereas the other person who's, who's given to work will focus on the let's mm -hmm. get to work, but they'll never sit at the feet of Jesus. Mm -hmm. One thing is needful. Yeah. You know, and so you have to know who you are and mm -hmm. what biases you're bringing in so that when God tells you, you don't confuse your biases with God's, with what God's saying, mm -hmm. you know, and that'll help us. And, that, and that's how you transfer the weight properly is, all right, is this me transferring the weight or is this me being lazy? You know, uh, there is there is responsibility to work and faith without works is dead. So we must understand those two. And the Lord will show you. But get honest with them. Don't 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 act. That's the part of humility. Don't act like you've got it all together. If you had it all together, uh, you probably wouldn't be watching this show, you know, and <laughs> that's just the truth, you know. Honestly, yeah. if, you, if you had it all together. But who of us does have it all together? Which means we need to humble ourselves. So yeah. glory to God. Transfer yeah. the weight. Yeah. And uh, transfer the weight. Today as we're talking about what's abundance, obviously the show, we sow it into the world. For everybody to be blessed by it, to learn how to apply faith and when uh, we apply this. Today on what's abundance, we want you to know that this, this program is is sown into you so yeah. that you can go higher, so that you can increase. You don't owe us a thing for it. However, when we humble ourselves to God's way, mm -hmm. then his, one of his ways is to give tithes and offerings yeah. and to sow into the advancement of the kingdom. So we know that people are called by God yeah. and God's telling people, I want you to help finance the gospel going forward mm -hmm. in what's right in lunch plus yeah. and if that's you today on facebook you can uh type in the comments hashtag donate and the amount like priscilla just did thank you priscilla for sewing uh today or you can go to givebc.org but here's what i want you to see on what's abundance transfer the weight mm -hmm. Have you needed more in your finances? Have you needed more in your abundance? Transfer the weight. Yeah. Stop, stop thinking that everything rises and falls on you and your work. Yeah. And know that and, you know, we have a statement in the leadership, and one of the statements has been everything rises and falls on leadership. But some people take that to a place where they put the weight of everything on themselves. They think that everything goes, uh, their favor goes on them. And yet I'll watch people and watch ministries and watch different things. All of a 
a sudden that person will enter into faith. They'll enter into the place of rest. They'll transfer the weight of ministry. They'll transfer the weight of business over onto the Lord and the favor of God drops on them. They get rid of the weight. Favor drops in. All of a sudden their phone's ringing off the hook. People are filling up the seats, doing all this. Transfer the weight. Transfer the weight. It's not all about you. It's mostly about God. (laughs) The majority of it is God, Mm -hmm. not you. You are involved. You are his partner. But transfer the weight. And how can you transfer the weight? Well, a couple of things. Stop thinking that all of your success solely comes from your hard work. You do need to put in work. But you need to put in faith that God, watch this, that God is going to bless the work. What you need is not just hard work. You need a blessing of the work. Mm -hmm. You need a favor on the work. And how do you move into a harvest of that favor? How do you move into a harvest of abundance? Well, God lays it out. And when you sow into the kingdom of God, you open up the windows of heaven and the favor is poured out. There's an abundance of that harvest that's given when we start to sow into the kingdom of God. When we sow, it unlocks a harvest in our life and favor is poured out. And so many people, they've not humbled themselves to the way of God of sowing and reaping in their finances. Mm -hmm. And so they always have struggled in their finances and they always will. Mm -hmm. Even if they have a lot of money, they'll still struggle. They'll be toil. They'll be the weight. Transfer the weight by moving into God's system of finances, God's system of abundance. Learn to be a a cheerful and an abounding sower and God will bless your work. Glory to God. If you receive that, just say, Lord, you know, put hands up in the comments. Just show it. Lord, I receive a transfer of your of the weight today in my finances. I transfer on purpose. I transfer the weight to you today. Put hands up in the comments. Lord, I receive abundance and favor in harvest, and I'll be obedient to whatever you tell me to do. Glory to God. Things are changing in your finances today. Things are changing in your wealth today. Things are changing in your abundance today in Jesus' name. Father, we praise you and we worship you. Lord, everybody who's given today, let it be blessed. Let it be pressed down, shaken together, and running over in Jesus' name. Lord, let the weights today that we talked about be transferred, not just in finances, but in their health, in protection, restoration, deliverance, in every area of life. Lord, let us be strengthened to transfer the weight and humble ourselves to you. Lord, we see it as our responsibility to not carry the care, the worry, the anxiety, and we transfer it to you today, Jesus. And we know that you will take it and you're anointed to handle it. And we will walk carefree for the rest of the days of our life in Jesus name. We will be obedient to what you tell us to do. And we will be obedient to what you don't tell us to do. The things you tell us not to do will be obedient to both. We praise you. We love you. Thank you, Lord, for taking the wake. 
Thank you, Lord, for giving us a carefree life. Thank you, Lord, for taking off the pressure. pressure. Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, every weight that has been plaguing your people be broken now in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, let that weight fall off. Yeah, I just see it right now, falling off people. I just see it right now. There's a weight, and it's being chopped off right now. Thank you, Father. Lord, we just received. Say it with me. I believe, I believe that, I have received that I have received the weight removed, the weight removed and cast away forever, and cast away forever by, the hand by the hand of my loving Savior, my loving Savior Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Glory to God. We, we pray that it's blessed you today. We know that it has because it's the Word of God. And share the broadcast. We thank you so much for being here with us. And Barrett, wrap it up. Tell them what's coming up tomorrow. We love you. We'll see you. Here's Barrett. Amen. Do y'all feel like a helium balloon so much lighter? <laughs> I do, because God is so good. Also, I'm not as angsty as this background makes it look right now. Like, I, I don't have angsty emotions. <laughs> it's like a 90s music video going on. <laughs> Here's what's going on tomorrow. Friday is, quite frankly, probably Buddy Crabtree's favorite day on the broadcast because it is The Prices Were Right. It's The Prices Were Right day tomorrow. Y'all stoked? I'm stoked. And then after the prices were right, it is going to be Word Snake, my personal favorite. So really, we're ending high, guys. Fridays are so good. We're so excited to be back with you tomorrow. We're going to be continuing our, um, our series on how to apply faith to win. And you are not going to want to miss tomorrow. Make sure you tune in. Tell a friend. Share it with your friends, your family. As Kevin was saying earlier, your circle of people, let them know you're going higher and they can go higher too by tuning in tomorrow bright and early 11 30 a.m here on the broadcast we love you be blessed and we will see you tomorrow 11 30